My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello. Another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast is here. Today is going to be more of an update video. We've got some things happening. We're trying to bring you up-to-date uh, information that will be relevant today. And I can promise you in a week from now is going to be absolutely irrelevant because this thing is moving so fast called the eviction moratorium. Mark Zinneman, attorney, is here with me today. Mark, how are you doing? Excellent. Thank you so much for being having me. Listen, I know you're busy and it might not be doing an evictions, but I know yeah. you're busy because you're a very important man and we appreciate your time here today. And uh, so I, I, I got some wind the other day that uh, a federal judge got a hold of a case and... Uh, kind of made a little ruling that uh, actually went in our favor and it got me super excited, but I want to know how excited I should be. So I said, call the attorneys. What's going on? Does it affect us? Can you tell us a little bit about that ruling? Sure. It actually could be the beginning of the uh, light at the end of the tunnel for, for the industry. Obviously it's been a year now of eviction moratoriums. Literally it started last March 24th, basically when it got kicked off in Arizona. Um, so it's been a long run. But what we're dealing with now after, you know, the CARES Act, the executive order here in town, we've been dealing with the CDC moratorium since September. And now finally, um, last Thursday, a federal judge out of Texas said it's unconstitutional. Now, like all things legal, that's not an easy one to shut. You're done. But that was the ruling. Right. So a federal judge came in and, and, and what was his argument? Because I always say, you know, privacy and, and I have property rights and you know I but what was his argument why does he say it was unconstitutional yeah absolutely it's, it's interesting because people always just say oh that seems unconstitutional but they don't really think of the details of the laws what it actually means to be unconstitutional right, right. like what part of the constitution is being violated and so what the judge was focused on which was the issue in that case is the what's called the commerce clause which is yeah. the federal government is only there to affect what happens between the states like if you do something in Arizona and you take it over to right. Nevada, which would be like drugs crossing lines. Some interstate. Interstate commerce. Transaction exactly. commerce, yeah. And so the court looked at that and said, there's no interstate commerce issue here. Residential eviction actions are a state issue. So he, he acknowledged almost basically the first page of the order saying states can do this. The federal right. government is in the wrong because it has nothing to do with the Commerce Clause whatsoever. Right. So here in Arizona, our governor, as in every other state, could come in and do an eviction moratorium. That's not going to clear that up for us landlords. But this is at least going to say, hey, federal government, you don't have the right to jump in here. You're out of your, your element here. Leave it up to the states. Well, that's the hope. Yeah, I mean, I still think there's issues with the governor doing it from an executive order issue. It's different than our legislature. Our legislature on a state level, absolutely. Because you got to remember, the state legislatures are the ones that create the statutes right. for the evictions. So if they want to delay the eviction, they do it. That's their job. Right. Whether a governor as the executive branch can is a different issue. Um, but from the ruling perspective, this federal judge in East Texas said, no, absolutely, this part is unconstitutional. Now the question is, that's in East Texas. Does that apply here? Right. That's, that's what I want to know. <laughs> can, can we evict those people that we have been paying rent for or our mortgages for and haven't been paying us rent? 
can't, is it time to go? Yeah, well, we start arguing already that that applies and that it should be covered, but it's it appears what we're getting from the courts here in Arizona is they will not, until that makes it through the appeal and probably all the way to the Supreme Court, that that's not binding on Arizona residents yet. And so okay. I think that's basically across the country is they're going to be proposing that. So what happened is you have a ruling, which okay. is an odd concept if you're a layperson, is the judge says... That's unconstitutional. You would think it would just apply across the board. Well, because it has in other cases, right? Like, oh, the wall. Stop the wall. Boom. One, one you know, federal judge says it's inconstitutional. They stop, they stop it. Sometimes they stop it. Sometimes they don't. So I just want to be able to, you know, take care of our property. Exactly. And that's what's missing right here. The judge actually, not to go too detailed for people, but the judge said, I'm not going to enter in a temporary restraining order across the whole country because the CDC in their briefing said, we'll respect whatever decision the court comes out with. So the court says, okay, well, I won't enter an injunction. They say they're going to honor it. That was Thursday. Over the weekend on Saturday, the DOJ came out with their position, and they said, we think this order, the unconstitutional provision, only applies to the four plaintiffs in that case. So they don't even think it applies to the Eastern District of Texas. They don't think it applies to all of Texas. They definitely don't think it applies to the entire country. Uh, and that's what the legal issue now is going to be resolved in the courts of how far does this ruling go? So I know I know that that uh, you might give me an I don't know, but if this goes on appeal and this goes to the Supreme Court, will this go fairly quickly or is it something that we'll have to wait for for a longer amount of time? Well, before we even get there, the question is going to be um, – Generally, appeals are slow, just so everybody knows. And here, since you're in the Eastern District in Texas, they go to the Fifth Circuit. They'll get an r- appellate ruling there after the Fifth Circuit. Then they'll go up to the Supreme Court. So it takes a while to go through those processes. Um, before we even get to the Fifth Circuit, though, I think what's going to happen is the property owner's attorneys in that case are going to have to decide if they want to go back to that judge and said, hey, the CDC said they would respect their opinion, and now they're trying to limit it. We do want that injunction acro- to apply across the whole country. And that would be the glimmer of hope that if they do that, the judge can say, you know what, you're right. This thing is unconstitutional across its face. This should apply to everybody, not just these couple plaintiffs, and grant an actual injunction. And that would speed up everything. But property owners would have their rights in the interim. So we're not there yet. We're really hoping we do that it'll be up to those attorneys. You know, right. Those are never easy decisions. But, you know, we've talked about in other podcasts how the government's got its nose underneath the tent is what I call it. And, and it seems like every time there's going to be a catastrophe, this is a play. Now, if we don't smack them down in court, whether now. So even if this went on appeal and it took a year to get through, it still needs to be done because the federal government needs to be put in its place to say, hey, listen, you can't just go take private housing and make it public housing by taking it over and making all the decisions for the owner. And, uh, and so I'm so glad to at least see a case getting somewhere out there that looks like it could be beneficial for property owners. Absolutely. I, I think what people don't realize, because you can always, like we said to begin with, you, you can say something's unconstitutional. The only way you actually keep those things being enforced is to go into in courts and enforce those laws and say, this is what the law says. This is what it's supposed to mean. You can't do that. And we're finally getting, after now a year of these things, a little pushback and this is the first judge to really say, you know what, that they step, stepped across the line. Well, Mark, we're really early into this. I know you don't have a whole lot of information. That's why we're not going to extend this podcast out for 20 minutes on on something that uh, – but let's just uh, – we'll just promise you that we will send out updates and we'll do podcasts as we come down this road and as we get um, new information. But I feel really good about this, and I feel I feel like we have got a really – a couple different things to stand on here, and uh, we just need to be landlords. Leave us alone. 
it's crazy because the bottom line is, is take away rental homes and what do you have? Right? It's a, it's a business, I mean, sadly to say, to simplify it, it's a business no different than any other. And you don't have people going into grocery stores being like, hey, I can't afford to pay you right now. Right. I may pay you in the future, but give me my food now. Right. But that's that's the situation landlords are in. So right. it's, a, it's a difficult situation. But get rid of grocery stores, and what do you have? No food. Get rid of, of landlords, and what do you have? No, no place housing. to live. So, you know, everybody seems to be against a landlord now, but it's amazing the function that we provide to society, and it blows me away that, that sometimes we're seen as the uh, as the bad guy when actually we're the good guy. Oh, we've heard, I've heard that. I mean, we've, I obviously speak to a lot of policymakers as well as to what's going on right now. Um, and the biggest push that I have back is you don't realize the impact these kind of policies have on the mom and pops, and it pushes them out of the market. And they're all generally the ones that are easiest to change a policy, to work with a resident, to waive things, because they don't have the corporate structure behind them. Right. They can just say, you know what, you're late on the rent. All right, we'll waive it. We'll help you this month. But by doing these kind of things, you're pushing those people out of the market, and you're you're going to be losing a lot of affordable housing. So, Mark, one more question then. In your opinion, when these guys are making these decisions, are they thinking about the large apartment communities? Are they, are we not even considered, do you think, in their, in their thinking? I know you can't say yes or no, but your gut says what? Oh, absolutely. I think the, the target, the pitch is always, they try and create this image of the big bad landlord, like where you have a, an institutional investor, right. you don't have a face, and it's an apartment community, so it's not big investment firm, time. a big REIT, got all the money in the world out of Wall Street, and yeah. and even that's not an accurate portrayal. Because the funniest part of that is there's like pension funds for schools for teachers that invest in real estate for those purposes, right. and the pensions are going to start having a problem if people can't pay their rent. I mean, the reality is there's people behind all of these investments, however the investment comes. But I don't think people are thinking about the mom and pops. I think they're overlooked. Well, Mark, I just want to personally say thank you for fighting every day for us here at Landlords in Arizona. I know, you know you're talking to pe- other attorneys outside of the state, too, and you guys are all getting together to protect us. We certainly appreciate it. We need you. We thank you. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.